This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, you, you want to go and do the show live from where? Barbados, bro. You in? Am I in? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I would love to go to Barbados. Everybody's doing it. Barbados has handled COVID-19 very well, haven't they? Yeah. Easy when you're on a tiny island, I think. Or it could be worse. I guess so. You're on a tiny island. You could just, you know, take it over. No social distancing, you know. Um, But we can go see firsthand, Taz, because they're offering up a sweet deal to a bunch of Canadians. If you're sick of working from home in Canada... Uh, The government of Barbados is offering Canadians a free work visa for a year to come down there, live, and work remotely for your job in Canada. In a lot of places, employees are still at home sitting in front of the computer. If you're going to sit in front of the computer here, why not sit in front of the computer there? Totally. Especially if you're living in a big city that you can't do any of the cool big city things. That's the point you lived in that big city. Like Toronto. Today, they're... Crossing their fingers, hoping that they're going to be able to enter stage three of of Ontario's reopening strategy. Yeah. But what if they can't? Yeah, they've been locked in a tiny apartment paying three grand a month. Without, like, why, why, why not? If, if you're making enough money, here's the thing. You have to make at least $50,000 a year U.S., which is... You know, a significant amount of wage. You got to make that much money to live in Toronto as well. That's true. A hundred percent. At least minimum. Yeah. So that's part of it. And then you you pay two grand uh, as a non-refundable fee and there's your visa right there. A lot of people are doing this, uh, not necessarily Barbados, but there'll be a group of like young uh, guys, you know, that are all, you know, working, working from home anyway. So eight of them will buy a cottage in Banff and they've been working out from there, Jackson Hole or wherever they want to be. And uh, I think it's a new kind of trend. So what do you get? You get the work visa, but do they give you accommodations or anything? No. So it's going to cost you some serious cash to go live in Barbados because that's not a cheap island. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's why the eight guy guy thing works. You know, if you have a group of buddies. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like Jim really wants to go and live in a house with eight guys. Well, I don't know. For a year? Didn't you have fun in college? (laughs) Yeah. You know, it'd be fun. This is what happens when you move in with your girlfriend, buddy. (laughs) You start thinking about the glory days. I know, I know. Wouldn't it be fun to put beer on our Fruit Loops like we used to in college? Wouldn't that be awesome, though? You, you, you know, you and your buddies, or heck, your girl, and like a couple of couples go down there, and then once you're done work at five, you just roll out to the beach. Sure, live the dream. Right now, I'm good. You know, like it's it's mid, well, late July. It's midsummer here in Canada. It's been one of the hottest summers on record. I'm doing okay up here, but. October, November rolls around. Suddenly, I'm thinking Barbados. Yeah. This is a great option. 100%. How many of these work visas are they giving away? Uh, I don't think there is a, uh, a limit necessarily. Not in this article I read. So I think applicants are, applications uh, are available now. You can go on their uh, website, Barbados uh, official government website, apply through there, and they get processed in 72 hours, so you find out pretty quick if you're accepted. You should do it, man. (laughs) Get seven guys and and apply. I'm sitting here looking at you on a screen. We're both back at the radio station, but we're in separate studios. Yeah. 
And it would be the exact same thing whether you're around the corner from me, you know, in, in, in the same radio station, or if you're in Barbados, I'd still be looking at you over a tiny little screen. What's the difference? Go for it, Jim. Okay, you'd, I'm going to do you'd it. You'd have a better tan. That's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> and I need one right now. Yeah, just make sure to put some sunscreen on that schnoz, bud. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to go work remotely from Barbados, it looks like they are willing to take you with open arms. And there was some hockey on last night. You hear about that, huh? Oh, yeah. Toronto Maple Leafs, in exhibition play, defeated the Montreal Canadiens. Four to two was the final score. Good to see uh, some of the familiar faces back on TV. Some of the hockey broadcasters have let themselves go over <laughs> the past four or five months. Elliot Friedman, especially Jim, you oh, were boy. you were retweeting the band Monster Truck, who were. Well, they said they were fans of Friedman, but they definitely were not fans of his beard. Yeah, uh, this is the tweet. Can someone show at Frege Hockey Night in Canada how to shape his beard? Love the look, but you're on TV, man. Clean that bad boy up. And they took a picture of the TV screen right up next to his beard. And it is, it kind of has got a Joe Thornton vibe to it. It's got a little gray in the bottom, but it is untamed, never been touched. There's pieces like... off the sides. Right. It's just totally unsculpted. And those TV guys, they've got they've got hair and makeup people. Yes. And high def cameras. You can't hide it. Uh-huh. We see it. And Monster Truck knows beards too. These guys are some hairy fellas. I'm sure they would they'd make the trip <laughs> into the bubble just to uh shape Elliot Friedman's beard for him. Yeah. It was actually uh Sportsnet tweeted back at them pretty funny. They were like uh Ain't nobody tell Friedman how to live. Ha. Nobody tell Friedman how to live. <laughs> What'd you think of the game last night? What was it like watching hockey with with no one in the stands? Hey, it's Taz and Jim. It's just different to watch. Eh? Even baseball, same thing. Very different just to see you can hear everything and, and nobody's there, right? Uh-huh. Was it as exciting, or, or like, were you able, were you hockey, able like, to forget about the fact that it was uh, an empty arena? Well, I think for the most part, like, I enjoyed the game. It seemed uh, like I watched the Leafs Canadians game, and it was uh, like it was fast hockey, good hockey. But yeah, I think for the most part, I I just kind of I've been watching baseball for the last week or whatever too. So um, yeah, it's the first the first baseball game was like, man, I can't watch this, but you get over it. Do you think hockey, it's easier to watch hockey with no fans because it's so much more exciting than baseball? <laughs> I, I, do, I do think so. I, I don't know if you noticed, but in the, in the hockey arena, well, at least for the Leafs game, they had all the seats covered with something. Yeah, they had like big signs and banners up, right? Yeah, so it was like you didn't even kind of pay attention to that. You know what I mean? In baseball, you look at all the seats and go, wow, they're empty. Are you a Leaf fan or a Habs fan? I'm a Leafs fan. Well, no wonder you loved the game last night. Ah, yeah. (laughs) Stubbs, Mike Stubbs, uh, hockey journalist we had on earlier this week. Our buddy Stubbs, he says that the Leafs are going to win it this year. We'll we'll get made fun of for it, though. It'll be tainted, eh, because it's a short season. Yeah, it won't count, (laughs) but you'll take it. That's right. (laughs) NHL hockey's back. (laughs) 
And our pal Dave Sanford, who is a very talented photographer with NHL Images, is in the bubble out in Edmonton. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, guys. How's it going? Thank you for having me. Good. You've been doing this for a long time. I bet you never saw this coming, though. I can't say as I've ever did, yeah. (laughs) You had COVID testing this morning, right? Uh, Well, no, I do have COVID testing. Immediately following, I am going to my COVID testing, correct. So you got to get the swab up the nose? Uh, Today will be a throat swab. Yesterday was a nose swab. However, it's not the invasive brain-poking nose swab. It's it's the best one I've had. It's just Hmm. this gentle little right on the inside of the nose. They just kind of swirl around, and it's non-invasive at all. And having to do it, you know, for... And are they just like, swabbing a different orifice every day, or is it <laughs> <laughs> rhyme and reason to this you got, process? You've got to mix it up when you're getting you know, 90 of them in a row. So. Yeah, you've got to keep it special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything seems good, though. The precautions are in place. The players, uh, the teams, the staff, you guys are, are feeling safe? Uh, yes. I, I my anxiety level was high coming into it. Um, the more I learned of it when I got our, you know, protocols and whatnot, the more I felt better about it. And as arriving here and seeing how everything, they've thought of everything, you know, and it really helps those anxiety levels. Um, cause there is an element of risk still. Right. But, but yeah, they have thought of absolutely everything. And yeah, I do feel, I feel like I'm probably in one of the best places in the world I could possibly be right now. When the teams um, aren't on the ice, are you documenting what happens in the bubble? Because this is, you know, this is historic. This is something absolutely. that hopefully we never see again in our lifetime. So um, you're taking pictures off the ice as well. Yeah, correct. We're shooting, kind of looking at it like this just isn't another set of hockey games. But as you say, this is a part of history. And... We've got to, yeah, every day we're documenting, you know, showing the uniqueness of what this is, and as you say, hopefully a one-off. But, yeah, we are showing life within the bubble, um, not just, you know, on the ice surface here. What are some of your favorite pictures that you've taken so far in the NHL bubble, Dave? Um, Well, it was actually, honestly, nice to just shoot hockey last night. No doubt. Um, You know, after so many months, uh, that was 164 days for me in between games and the longest I'd ever gone in my life with actually out seeing a hockey game. So um, it was exciting to, you know, there was a bit of a buzz in the air yesterday. Um, But yeah, no, there's been some, just some unique moments, um, you know, and some guys that have some different masks, uh, mask coverings and whatnot, you know, different personalities. Um, obviously are a little more colorful than, than others, and it's cool to see that in, in some of the, you know, the individual masks. So, um, but Is it harder to recognize on. the guys? Or is, are oh. you like, oh, man, that was Sidney Crosby? That would have been a great picture. I missed it because he's got a mask on. <laughs> or you're like, I'd recognize yeah. those eyes anywhere, Sid. <laughs> <laughs> a few guys, uh, you know, they definitely stand out, but it, it's been a challenge. We've actually been utilizing the team services um, because, I mean, I don't know every single guy in the league. Our editors don't know every single guy. And, yeah, you throw in a hat, you throw glasses on, and a mask. It's like the invisible <laughs> man. Exactly. <laughs> it, can be, it can be quite difficult. Tattoos are, are coming in helpful here as far as IDing guys. <laughs>
Well, you must be able to get some great camera angles during the games. You can go anywhere uh, in, in the stadium, in the arena, I'd imagine, because the fans aren't there, right? Yeah, it's it's. You're absolutely right. It's kind of cool that way for us. It's it's a very unique situation. Usually, we're limited to one spot, and maybe you know you can put up a remote camera, but. There are literally just two of us here shooting for the NHL, and then there's two who shoot for the wire service who are in the upper bowl, and that they're out of the bubble technically, so that they're limited to one position. They can come in on that level. We are banned from that level as far as the bubble people, um, and that's where the media come in, but there's only two photographers aside from uh, the two league photographers in so there's eight of us in total in the entire world that are shooting this game. And Pretty amazing, it. dude. That's a, a testament to your talent that you are one of those guys. Congrats. It, it's an honor for sure. I'm excited so. to see some photos of uh, the living situation. I saw some pictures of the, the NBA bubble and like they have like a, cl- a, a club, like a DJ club there and all sorts <laughs> of these amenities that you go, ah, it doesn't look that bad. What kind of stuff do they have in Edmonton for the players to do? Um, well, we're not at Disney, so it's a little bit different, um, (laughs) but, um, they've got player lounges set up for each of the clubs. Um, and as I say, there's things like ping pong set up and, um, there's video gaming systems and just areas for guys to, to get together and relax as a club. And outside, as I mentioned, we have, um, some basketball nets and basketballs and cornhole and Frisbee and different things like that. Um, we don't have a huge outdoor space here, but it is, you know, at least we do have an outdoor space, which is nice. And so guys, you know, they're here to to play hockey. That's obviously the main thing, but there's times where we have downtime. And yeah, are they, are they, they socializing with players that. outside of their own teams? Or are they basically sticking to their yeah. own teams? I, I mean, I, I, yeah, there's, there's a bit of both of that going on, and that's what's cool to see. It, I, we mentioned it sort of has it a bit of an Olympic vibe to it with all the fences up and, yeah. you know, people interacting with one another. So, yeah, like outside, you know, eating lunch, we've seen guys chatting up one another as they're, you know, waiting to get their lunch and, you know, hanging out with different clubs. It's kind of kind of really cool to see and strange to see and will be interesting to see that dynamic as we move forward when the games really matter. That's right. You can play ping pong with the guy from the other team when you're not in round two of the playoffs for the Stanley (laughs) Cup, right? How intense are these cornhole games going to get? Oh, boy. (laughs) Have that camera ready. (laughs) I would say it's a a unique event. (laughs) It absolutely is, and it's great to get some insight, uh, and and it's also very good to hear that uh, the safety is there, and, and you and the players are feeling safe we'll we'll check in again dave sanford will watch for you You should be even easier to spot on television now dave the guy with the camera one of eight (laughs) guys with the camera for the nhl is uh, dave sanford from nhl images thanks for joining us this morning now go get your swab all right thanks so much for having me guys jim's buddy left his wallet on his uh, his truck, <laughs> drove away from the gas station, was driving around for a total of like 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. The thing it finally found it. The thing did not fall off his truck, luckily. <laughs> We're asking you guys if you've ever had a similar experience. Hey, who's this? Hey, it's uh, Dustin calling. I'm a diesel mechanic, and we leave our f***ing oh. Yeah, you can't swear. Sorry, man. <laughs> 
Well, you got a mouth like a diesel mechanic. <laughs> it's all right. What happened, Dustin? Uh, we leave our impact guns on the top of our service trucks a lot, and we end up driving down the road and forget that they're on there. And I've had it happen once or twice where I've gotten to the job, realized, looked at my toolbox for 10 minutes, can't find my impact. And realize it's on the roof of my truck still after driving down the highway. It's crazy. You've never lost it, though. It's always been on the roof when you go back to your truck. No, I, I've never lost it yet, but they're about $300, so I'm just waiting for the day when I do lose one. That would really have an impact on your wallet. <laughs> yeah, it would kind of suck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Taz and Jim. Hi, I have a wallet and car story. My husband um, was where we had an old Mazda 626. It had a really large bumper. Okay. And uh, he was working on the car. And uh, the next morning I drove to work, which was about a 10-minute drive. I was living in London at the time. And he called me and he said, have you seen my wallet? And I said, no. And he says, was it in the car? And I said, I didn't see it. He goes, can you please go check? So I ran out to the parking lot to see if I could find his wallet in the car. And as I'm walking towards the car, I see something on the bumper of the car. And his wallet was sitting on the bumper of the car, and it managed to stay there the entire time I drove to work. That should be like part of the driving test, the Ontario uh, driving test to get your license. They put a wallet on the bumper of a car, and if it's still there when you get back to the uh, Service Ontario place, you get your license. Exactly. I agree. Some stories coming in on text message, Jim. Yeah, here's a nice one. I once left a plate of watermelon on my dad's car, and then he drove to work (laughs) him back with the watermelon still on his car. (laughs) What's this, a cat? (laughs) So... Uh, this guy, this guy's got two stories. This family needs to pay a little more attention, I think. He says two stories. First one is I had a hockey tournament in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and left the trophy on the roof, still there when we got home. <laughs> so you tell me you went over customs with the trophy on the roof? That's like a, uh, that was his victory parade. <laughs> And the second story, my mom drove to work one day, about 20 minute drive, got there and found our cat on the roof. <laughs> so I responded because this was a text. I said, what was the cat crated? Uh, you know, in, in that little cage that they said, nope, just hanging on for his life. Yeah. So he must have been napping on the trunk or something. Oh, my God. Wow. That would be scary. Hey, Taz and Jim. Guys are talking about uh, funny things left on cars and driving away or whatever. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a truck driver. I left a pair of boots on the side step of my truck and drove from uh, Toronto to Chicago. <laughs> and they... They didn't. They didn't come off. And when I went through the border, they didn't say nothing about it there. I figured they might have reminded me if they. Oh stopped. man, but you could have filled those boots with cocaine, and you would have got away with it. <laughs> oh well, you know, if I had the idea that. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.